everyone, and welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I am your host, Danielle, listen to the woman, Riendo, and I have two wonderful co-hosts here today. I have Fernanda Chump Rogers. Hi, I uh, truly am a chump, and that is <laughs> my name. So I love it. I love it. We also have Merit Fake Funk K today. Wow, we all went so self-deprecating. We all went in a movie with like so many cool like terms that you could yeah. use to be like to sound cool. We all went for like just like ah yeah, we suck. But there's a lot yeah. of dissing in this movie. There's a lot of disses. There's a lot of trash talking in this movie. I feel like it's appropriate uh, for the movie that that we're watching, which is of course uh, this week we're watching 1992 sports comedy drama White Men. Can't jump. Yeah. Oh, it is hard work being this good. <laughs> oh, it's not about black. I don't mean to brag, but I'm the greatest. That's because you never saw me. It's not about white. Honey, I'm home. How much money did you make today? I miss you too. I'm sorry, honey. It's about green. I have a business proposal for you, as if you don't mind hustling. What kind of hustling? $500, baby. And you can pick my teammate. Give him the chump. $500 divided by two. There are rules to hustling. There's an ethics involved. Yeah, that you wouldn't know a damn thing about. Winning and losing is all one big organic lobby. I hate it when you talk like that. I only have four words for you. White men can't jump. So White Man Can't Jump is a, again, 1992 American sports comedy drama film written and directed by Ron Shelton. It stars Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson as street ball hustlers. And it is a weird movie. That's kind of my first my first read on this. As always, we like to do uh, our first section here is the first scene where we introduce uh, the movie at hand and we talk about our history with this uh, cinematic masterpiece. So, uh, Merritt, have you seen this movie before? What's your history with White Man Can't Jump? I had seen more footage of the tie-in Atari Jaguar video game <laughs> than I had of this movie before I went in. And uh, that that uh, that game, let me tell you, we can talk more about it later, but uh, it, it includes the line, um, uh, like, it has the same kind of trash talking, and there's a guy who's like, yeah, make a salad out of him. Crush up some crush up some walnuts on him. And it's like Uh-huh. Did you What does that even mean? It's like it's that that's nothing. That's nothing. Um crush so yeah, up I had some walnuts? Yeah. Pour some dressing on the man. Um it's like is that anything? I don't think that's anything. I think you're just making this shit up. Uh, it's like a guy trying to do like a Woody Harrelson or like a Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so I had no idea. Uh wow. I, I knew nothing about this movie. So like every act, every turn, and there are about 12 to 13 of them was <laughs> a surprise to me. <laughs> Incredible. Fernanda, how about you? Did you, was this also your first time uh, in the white men can't jump universe? It was not, but you know, it's funny with all the movies we've watched here before, even the ones I hadn't seen, they were always like a part of, I guess the imaginary when I was growing up or it was something that like I saw happening on TV or that people told me I should watch. And this yeah. had never 
like appeared in conversation with me growing up and I watched it uh kind of I'm guessing like five years ago and I understood why because it's like there's nothing that can relate less to <laughs> Brazilian culture than this movie <laughs> about like street basketball in LA so after I saw it I was like oh that's that's why it was not really a thing but yeah I watched it for the first time a few years ago and then again yesterday for this and I uh, will agree with you we'll, we'll get into it but I will agree with you that it is a weird one <laughs> I guess be- it's a wild ride Merit said it's many 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 turns uh, this is my first time watching it as well I, I was sort of aware of it um, I remember somebody thinking there was a great joke in it when I was a kid I'm like I don't even remember what it was. Like kids like emulated the trash talk a little bit, which is, you know, not great ever. Uh, But it was, yeah, that's all I knew. It was like, it's about basketball and trash talking and hustling and like, you know, having a con and like being a hustler, you know, basically pretending you're not good at basketball, then being really good at basketball and winning a lot of money. That's basically it. Okay. So that's, (laughs) that is what I thought the movie was about. I, I think the first 40 minutes of this movie is about that. And the remaining hour and 20 minutes are about just like, like Woody Harrelson's character is in debt to two Italian guys. Stucci brothers. The, this, the Stucci brothers. And then like, there's like all kinds of weird subplots that don't get resolved. Like it's really about a toxic relationship and then a beautiful (laughs) relationship that grows in the ashes of a toxic relationship. Sure. Yeah. That's like really what's going on in this movie from a very high level sort of plot basis. Um, I will say I liked a lot of this movie, but the fact that it just like it does a what, what was the third Lord of the Rings movie? Where you just keep thinking it's going to end. Oh, and then yeah. There's still like oh, another yeah. hour. Yeah, there's like of- six different points at which this movie could have ended. <laughs> like, OK, so like, do we just want to get into like the. Yeah, let's do it. OK, let's do it. Yeah. The first the first part of this movie is like immaculate like if it were just the first 20 minutes for like two hours i would be like fuck Mm -hmm. yes because wesley snipes gets to just fucking cut loose like woody harrelson as like the straight man against wesley snipes is like they work really well together like i don't know i feel like i saw some shades of um to wong fu here in like yeah uh in wesley snipes's performance like the taunting and stuff it it's so over the top and like so fun and so good um and uh like woody harrelson shows up and is like i'm just a small town guy i just came from bartending cheers and now i'm a basketball player <laughs> um and uh yeah. he hustles people because he's like oh everyone assumes that i can't play b-ball because i'm white i will take advantage of that perception to get their money and uh he plays wesley snipes and um it's uh uh all in service of paying off his debt because he and gloria his his girlfriend are on the run yeah rosie perez in a just inexplicable role just this character is like how would you describe this? The, her character? She's a gorgeous lady who apparently was a former disco queen. And we only know that because it's like a, a throwaway line Mission later on. Jeopardy. Who is studying 
to be on Jeopardy. Right. That's her whole thing. There is actually a very funny uh, bit of trivia that uh, producer Paul, I believe, put in here uh, that apparently when writing the movie, uh, Ron Shelton was just like, oh, I got to give her a thing. I need to give her a thing so that, you know, the Uh women aren't defined in terms of the men. So her thing is that she wants to be on Jeopardy. It's like, I mean, I guess that's like she gets more to do than um, uh, Rhonda. Yeah. Who's played by uh, Tyra Farrell. But like, it's her character is so weird. She's just like starts talking. She's like, she just goes off on these monologues that are like. Like when you sometimes when you win you lose and when you lose you tie and when you tie you win but it's backwards and then I don't want a glass of water I just want you to sympathize with me and it feels like there are like three or four different bits that they just all kind of like mash together that they're like oh this is characterization right if you just have like three or four different personality traits and kind of throw them into one person yeah it's I I, I like her love Gloria though yeah I like her oh no like, she's fun I really like her because she's so weird because you're absolutely right it makes no sense it just feels like the whole character construction really was like well let's make her be weird in these four different ways and it makes no freaking sense but I guess that's why I like her and I think. If it wasn't Rosie Perez playing her, it could have like really yeah. backfired. But she seems to actually believe the absurdity of the role, like really commit to it. Yeah, she know, owns like, it for with. sure, for sure. Um, but it is a very strange yeah. character. It's like, not. It's not great writing, but she pulls it off. I think. And like, yeah. so yeah, they try to like explain their backstory, which is like that they're like on the. So like, he is like a former college bath. Um, uh, Woody Harrelson is a former college basketball player who is on the run from mobsters because of a gambling debt, which is later it's explained that like that debt is because he wouldn't throw a game. Yeah, uh, he was highly incompetent you. mobsters, by the way, we should add. Those mobsters <laughs> are like the best characters in the movie. Um, they're played <laughs> by people who just like don't really know what acting is. I feel like it's, it's yeah. great. Um, they feel like they're in a different movie. Um, they're just showing up in this movie for a little bit, but yeah. So that's like his whole character, right? Is like, he is, he's like overconfident or like he can't, he like, he has a gambling problem. He like can't step down from a challenge. He's like Mm -hmm. really easily goaded. And, um, so, uh, Sydney, who is, uh, played by Wesley Snipes, like gets his ass kicked by Woody Harrelson and then is like, hmm, I've got a plan. Um, we can use people's perception that you can't play basketball to hustle other people. And like they have like, I love a con. Like I love a con in a movie. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like the whole like, I'll let you pick anyone here. <laughs> like anyone. And he's like, oh, what about that guy who just got off the train? And he's like, yep. no, not that guy. <laughs> oh, please. so good. That guy, the white guy who just got off the train. No, especially Woody Harrelson, like physically doing the like fucking yoga stretches and like wearing the oh stupidest God, yeah. outfits. Like it really, it's a delight to watch this con play out because he's just like, let me limber up, guys. And it's just like it's very. <laughs> what it's you want very good. me to play b-ball? Okay, <laughs> all right, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so they're doing this con and like that scene okay I think my favorite scene in the movie is the one where they're like 
all right, yeah, like, we'll let's do like $500 and you can pick my partner. And like, oh, you picked Woody Harrelson. All right. And then he's like, oh, I just have to go get the money. Like the guy that they're betting against. <laughs> yeah. And he, he walks away, goes to his car, gets a gun, puts a, like, puts a mask over his face, goes into a convenience store and tries to hold it up. And the guy's like, hey, come on, is that you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that guy like, like, no, was an actual NBA me. player. Oh, who like, was that? Actor. Um, I just honestly forgot the name because he, he was, was a about, former like, player yeah. a former player yeah and he mentioned that he would go to like schools and speak like about his athletic career and then when he but when he talked about being the guy who robbed a place in white men can't jump like that's when people oh really yeah, yeah 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 that was marcus johnson right yep yeah, marcus um, johnson, yes. it's, the character's name is raymond i'm looking raymond at yeah is that yeah, you raymond Ray- is that uh, you raymond no it's not me it's not raymond no it's not <laughs> raymond's not here <laughs> and then he does this fucking bit of like it's like the funniest thing where he's just like trying to hold him up like i was like i'm not gonna you're not gonna shoot me and then he like takes the mask off and he's like okay well do you want to buy a gun then <laughs> It's like, there's some real psychos in this neighborhood. Um, it's a good gun, yes. It's, that is, I think, my favorite scene in the movie. It's, like, yeah. just so good. It's, like, how many cons are running, and who knows who, and, what, like, what's actually going on. It's just, it keeps continuing, and it keeps escalating, and it's really, really funny. And it does end with, you know, he has another gun, I think. He has, he has a, like, he a second a, gun in the glove compartment. Well, he has a straight razor, and he starts swinging. Right, the razor. He's like, oh, you guys hustled me. Uh, because he sort of realizes the, you know, what's up. Realizes the con, yeah. <laughs> and they it's... have to make a getaway and listen to Jimi Hendrix and then have a conversation about music. <laughs> and it's... Yeah. Yeah, it, like, that one's a good transition. That's one of the good ways this movie goes kind of all over the place. Uh, yeah, Paul has... a delight. Paul has dropped the, the, the exact line, which is, both you MFs crazy. I'm going back to my car, getting my other gun, and shooting, shooting everybody's, everybody's ass. ass. Is and, uh... So yeah, they bail into the same car, which like basically confirms that they know each other. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a whole thing. This is like the, because this movie is like kind of about race. Like it has, I would mm-hmm. say like more to say about race than like 90% of like buddy movies like this. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, It's still like not a lot. I wouldn't say like it never, I don't know. It's like always there, but it's never like. I don't know, boils over almost. So like there's this whole conversation about how, uh, you know, uh, Woody Harrelson is listening to Jimi Hendrix, but he can't hear Jimi Hendrix. And then they have an argument about whether his backup band was white and Wesley Snipes gets really upset. (laughs) (laughs) And he claims that like the, the photo, he's like, that's just a photo. There was doctored like this. They're not. (laughs) Yeah. There's like a lot of really my favorite part of this movie, other than the physical comedy, because a lot of that is a lot of fun, uh, is the banter, like the dialogue and the banter. The chemistry between the two of them is basically perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I think they were real life friends and they mm-hmm. actually had a really good time filming. Like they I, I believe I forget if it was Snipes or Harrelson, and one of them said it was like one of his favorite like experiences professionally because he was mm-hmm. fun. They of learned, course, they also learned to play basketball. They learned to play like, basketball. It was just yeah. great. And apparently Wesley Snipes wasn't great at basketball. He was just so athletic that he could kind of yeah. pull it off. And of course, fun trivia that Keanu Reeves was considered for the yeah. role. But well, he, was he was too bad at basketball. But he couldn't what? play. Like that was the thing. Yeah. So they wanted Keanu Reeves. I was reading like a few things, including a, an oral history of it. Yeah. 
And Keanu Reeves was supposed to play the role of Billy, but he was just too terrible at basketball. And and Woody uh, joked oh about it. Like, in an interview, he said it was a good thing that Keanu couldn't play basketball or he would have taken the role. And I also read somewhere that uh, Wesley Snipes made a comment about how he kind of also tanked his chemistry read with Keanu mm. so that Woody yeah. could get the role. Because they had acted together in, uh, I think it was Wildcats. Oh yeah, the, the movie another, yeah, and and it, he knew that they had chemistry together, and uh, yeah, apparently like Keanu would handle the uh, like deliver the lines or whatever because the whole thing was people playing off of each other. Like the director slash writer Ron Shelton talked a lot about how you know people are not gonna out Wesley Wesley. So my whole mm. thing was like trying to find somebody who could counter him, but not necessarily try to outdo him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, apparently Keanu would deliver a line and, and uh, Wesley uh, Snipes said, like, just let him hang so that yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't get the role. Wow. Uh, I'll try to find the correct, the actual quote. But yeah, yeah. and then I, I also read about the experiences Wesley talking about how it was one of the most, uh, like how it was just a very, I forgot the exact term now, but yeah, that he he actually really enjoyed working together with Witty, like that it really stuck with him. And there is in this oral history a little bit too. Uh, won't go too deep into it, but um, a lot about later when Wesley Snipes got arrested and how you know they try to involve Woody, but Wesley was too too proud to take help from him. Or but that's too much of a bummer for this <laughs> for this particular episode. But yeah, I just thought that was that was like. Little shade on poor Keanu. On oh, well, I mean, I, I, I believe it. I mean, it's funny to me that he's a football player in Point Break. Like, that's oh my god, funny. yeah, it's funny. Like, if you even think about it, it's like that's hilarious. God, I, yeah, I still am not over that. Um, <laughs> I do briefly want to talk about music before we move on to the whole tournament arc. Um, yeah, do we want to actually just before we even move on from this? Producer Paul has has delightfully provided the quote here. Do you want to read it, Merritt? Apparently, uh, Wesley Snipes said, it's one of the fondest experiences of my professional life. I made a lifelong friend and a spiritual brother. That's really sweet. That's um, sweet. They're fondest, having fun. The they're having was... fun in this movie. Yeah. But, um, okay, so the soundtrack of this movie is like <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Um, it's wild because there were two soundtracks released. Um, the first one was just called What Man Can't Jump. And the second one was called White Men Can't Rap. Wow! Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the soundtrack of this movie is like, I mean, it's like mainly like 90s hip hop with some R&B and stuff too. Like there's like some Aretha, uh, there's Queen Latifah, Boyz II Men, uh, the OJs. There's a Go West track on there for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, and then there's... Um, like Gangstar, Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill is playing it in one scene when Woody Harrelson's like, what is this noise? <laughs> um, but also, uh, Fake in the Funk by Main Source was uh, was for this movie. And uh, it's a bizarre song. <laughs> it's very, like, there's a lot of diegetic sound. Uh, yeah, yeah. Songs in the in the movie as well, and also a song. Oh my god! About with the lines, "White man can't jump," like over the credits. So it has that like corniness to it of like, okay, there's music actually, you know, playing in the scene. It, it actually opens with like a, um, 
Is it like acapella? I don't actually know anything about people singing. So oh, like the gospel stuff. Knowledge. Yeah. Okay. So like the, the, there's like the guys singing. Yeah, the guy's singing at the beginning, and Woody Harrelson gives the dollar so he can like hear a tune and go out to the court, basically. Uh, and I, they show I also, up at the end too. Yeah, I also just want to point out the insane song that Woody Harrelson. Oh my god! Writes. Yes, <laughs> he writes and sings a song. Gloria and it's and then it's like you think it's just gonna be like I mean we're getting ahead of ourselves but we'll just mention this and then go back yeah like he starts playing a song for her on the acoustic guitar and he's like Gloria I won't get you a glass of water because you asked me not to do that um and it's like okay cool now they're gonna kiss or something and he's gonna stop playing the guitar and he does but then the music is still playing over them like over the scene change and it's just mm-hmm. like wow they were really proud of the song huh <laughs> just like they got an actual professional song. Yeah, yeah like a professional musician to cover the stupid fucking song that uh, he wrote for his girlfriend to apologize to her for his horrible gambling behavior uh, because throughout the film and this is where it really does start to go somewhat sideways uh, he keeps betting the money. He keeps losing the money. She keeps taking him back. She gets mad at him. She keeps taking him back. Uh, and they just have this like really toxic dynamic where it's like they love each other, but it ain't enough because they're bad for each other. Really? He's bad for her? There's kind of no way in which she's bad he for just, him. He just kind of sucks. Like <laughs> He's just bad. Like, Woody Harrelson's character just is not, he just, has a gambling problem like he just yeah. sucks so like he needs help like he's not right. like yeah it's it's like dude actually needs help he's not like like a oh a, a hapless dude it's like you're a grown man like he's Wesley Snipes character yeah. kind of is like you're a grown man you need to figure yeah. things out you need to make choices for yourself and not just think you're doing a b and c right and what is like actually a really nice little speech towards the end there but yeah yeah although I will say there is like that element of like Woody Harrelson's character, I feel like, gets way more character development, and it like shades into like, oh, Wesley Snipes is like helping him develop yeah, into a better that's person, that's and fair. it's like not quite the dynamic of of that whole whole trope because of a lot of things, but like, it's it's very like his his role is like he he saves Woody Harrelson's ass like he really a bunch of does. Times. So yeah, yeah, basically he's like, okay, we should do this tournament that these corporate sponsors are doing. It's for five thousand dollars. And um, before that, though, he double crosses Woody Harrelson. He hustles him. He he reverse hustles him. And uh, it's a whole thing. And Gloria is like, we're going to get our money back. And he's like, you can't. That's not what men do. You don't get my money back. And uh, so she goes over and, like, makes a deal with uh, with, uh, Rhonda, I think, right? Yeah, with Rhonda. Rhonda Um, I love this scene so much. The scene it's is amazing. It's is good, like yeah, because fantastic. <laughs> she's like, yeah, no, the scene is really great um, because she's just like, I want my money back. And she's like, nah, I am not giving you your money back. Excuse me. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, your husband is a hustler and he got hustled. Like, I'm sorry, but like, yeah. or not your husband, but like your, you know, your boyfriend. And it's yeah. like, that's a shame. But I'm sure we can come to a profitable arrangement that like both of us can profit from, which is just like, damn, Rhonda, you're just like the fucking architect of of this movie (laughs) just making it all happen honestly like the i mean it is one of these moments where it's like the women here are like the better schemers than the men because their shit actually works like their plans are actually good and interesting and like 
have fail safes in them and like have like any any thinking to them and the men are just like caught up in their little you know like their little like one-upsmanship basically it's also very funny because Woody, uh, sorry, I keep saying Woody Harrison, but Billy, I guess, Billy keep, like comes over and he's so pissed. Like he's in the living room with, uh, you know, Sydney and his friends and they're like watching the game. And he's like, oh, it's so desirable piece of shit. And they like uh, are about to have a fight, but then they get distracted by a professional basketball the by the game and are no longer like angry. So it's kind of this very funny dynamic of like, okay, the women are like smart and, and Gloria planning. Has an amazing line there too. When she says that girlfriend is your boyfriend. partnerships don't hustle uh, each other, it's not artistic. Yes, yes, it's not artistic. That's right. I love that line. She's she's she is a delight. Like the things she does with this dialogue, like she's she's fucking working this. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of love this scene. Okay, yeah. It, also, can I just shout out to um to uh, Kadeem Hardison, who yeah. is uh, He's amazing is just fucking so much fun in this movie. Like, there's a part, like, in that scene, like, he shows up earlier um, when he's, like, hanging out on the court, but then there's a part where um, he, when they go to confront them and get their money back, um, he's just sitting there with his his hat, like, you know, forward. And he's just, like, (laughs) he's just, like, uh, quoting Keats. He's like, a thing of beauty is a joy forever. My man John Keats said that. John Keats, that's my man. <laughs> and then Woody Harrelson is just like, oh, what? And he just like turns his hat backwards and is just like, oh, I'm sorry. Would you like me to be a clown? Like, And it's just like one of the moments in the movie is just like, oh, okay, yeah. Damn. Uh, got him. Got him. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Hardison uh, is, uh, was on A Different World. I think that's mm-hmm. what he's best known for. Yeah. And uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. But yeah, no, he uh, is a fucking cool dude. Also, he was in Beyond Two Souls. Oh my God, really? The video game, yeah. <laughs> so many my, video game connections to this one. Yeah. Go ahead, Fernando. One of my like favorite little bits from this is because uh, it has to do with Hardison. Because they were, obviously there's a bunch of Yo Mama jokes <laughs> throughout the movie. <laughs> and yeah. the director, Ron Shelton, said that he gave people like an assignment for them to bring their own Yo Mama jokes. Like they're mostly improvised. Like they, people just said them. He said that they shot like hundreds of the jokes, but um, <laughs> couldn't use a lot of them because the movie was, he had a bunch of motherfuckers in there and he didn't want to like increase the ratings or something. <laughs> it is really funny. <laughs> like it is funny that because this movie is like, I assume it's like PG-13 um, I think it might be R because there's a lot of sex. There's boobies. I think it's oh okay because it feels like like <laughs> it like it almost feels quaint sometimes. Like sure the, yeah. the like the dozen scenes and stuff like the cussing or like the the put downs are so like TV like sitcom yeah. like yeah <laughs> like kids would say those yo mama jokes the next day it's it's wild yeah, yeah it's yeah. very funny. <laughs> uh and hardison said that and apparently obviously they, they had a bunch and then hardison said that uh, i called back to new york and told everyone to send me all of their yo mama jokes i made a rhyme book for mama jokes i called this marky um i called everybody ron didn't <laughs> let me keep my favorite one which i had gotten from Bismarcky. <laughs> I tried. Oh, I did it again and again. It was <laughs> your mama's so nasty. She keeps ice in her panties to keep her crabs fresh. Wow. <laughs> Too hot for TV. <laughs> <laughs> Too hot for the big screen. Damn. Thanks, oh, it's so good. 
That's so good. And I agree that he really is like just a highlight in the movie. That that initial scene with the initial uh, Billy Hustle, he just steals it. He steals every scene to be perfect. Great supporting cast, honestly. Great supporting cast. Um, Bunch of uh, uh, former basketball players as well show up. We already mentioned a couple, I think, but um, Freeman Williams, who is an NCAA uh, player in the 70s, shows up. And uh, uh, yeah, a few other people, I think. And there was a, they they had hired a former Detroit Pistons coach to oh, coach yeah. everybody as well. So like there was like an actual basketball curriculum uh, right, for the stars right. and mm-hmm. for anybody I think who was actually going to be in a scene, uh, which is pretty fucking cool too. <laughs> makes kind of makes me happy. It does, yeah, it does actually read really well on the screen. And uh, hey, producer, producer, oh yeah, this one too. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. So basically, um, they hired Bob Lanier to be like the coach and uh Woody Harrelson's like I played some basketball before I'm pretty good I played it in college and uh Bob Lanier is like okay yeah let's play some basketball and he's described it as the most embarrassing 15 minutes of his life Harrelson <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you fucking think like <laughs> there's levels the man, to this the man played in like a bunch of all-star games my dude like <laughs> I did read in an interview him saying that it kind of ruined it for him, like basketball, because he used to think like he was actually. Oh my okay. god! Really? <laughs> and then, I'm so and then sorry, the Woody Harrelson, that you're not as good as like a fucking like basketball Hall of Fame player. <laughs> no, no, not this particular interaction. The whole movie. Yeah, um, yeah, I would guess yeah. This yeah. Interaction contributed to it. I, yeah. I, it must have been a catalyst. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's funny. I think uh, he he said like, oh, at the end of like doing the basketball camp for the movie, they were like, yeah, they can maybe play Division three, which is mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's levels to this. Uh, I mean, Division three college, depending on where you are, that's still something. That's not like you know you have at least some basic skills, but it's not playing against a former NBA star. <laughs> like it, it never will be close. And he couldn't. Apparently, they were actually like actually there was also a lot of betting uh, on the oh. set as well on everything, wow. and they were they really did, playing. Yeah, they, like, they were playing real bets. games. They were playing like real. Can you imagine, right? Because they were probably practicing. I don't know how many hours a day every day. Like, yeah, I would imagine there was it ended up being a lot of friendly and unfriendly competition. But the Duncan <laughs> scene, which uh, I will probably get to because it's a kind of part of. I think very, very revelatory of the extent of Billy's problems, right? Because it's when he ha- makes some money and then loses it again because he just can't stop betting. Yeah. But that that they actually bet in that scene, um, and they cheated for Woody. They kept lowering the rim without oh, Wesley wow. <laughs> knowing about it. Uh, so, yeah, the yeah. the oral history I read was really interesting because it was just Woody saying that what helped him finally get the jump was um, stretching and yoga, and then literally everybody else saying no, yoga would not do that. We lowered the <laughs> rim <laughs> without wow. Wesley knowing. Damn. So yeah, they do the tournament, right? It's the two on two tournament with like this weird like corporate sponsor who's just like. They're like, oh god, there's too many like rambunctious black people. Yeah, they're like the <laughs> we gotta get out of here. Horrible country club people, basically. Yeah, it's a yeah. chaotic scene. It's so Woody Harrelson is the one who's like stirring up all the shit though, because he go- the scene is like ten minutes long. It feels like, and he's just like talking shit mm-hmm. on like 
everyone because he's like, I'm just going to make people mad because people don't play as good when they're mad. But I'm going to make you mad too, Sid, because I think you play better when you're mad. And he's just like, no, you can't, you cannot get under my skin. <laughs> it cannot be done. Yikes. And they win because of his whole, I mean, not just because he, you know, dunks on everyone. In fact, he cannot dunk. And uh, they say the name of the movie here. Uh, so he's like, yeah, you, you can't you can't dunk. Um, you can't do it. You can't hang. And he's like, I, I, I can't. I so I so can. I will. I'll show you. And uh, he, he just goes up. to a different school. Yeah. <laughs> he fucks up and he has three chances. And uh, he has to give his, you know, he's he bets his share of the five grand and he loses it. And uh, he goes back and tells Gloria and she's like, okay, goodbye. Um, and then he's like, Sydney, you got to help me. And he's just like, okay. And he does this like in the middle of Sydney trying to work on his other job. His which, roofing business. Yeah. His roofing business, which he, there's another little tiny scene in here. It's not that important, but it is like a moment of him with his family. And his wife is like, listen, basketball is not a real job. You need to like, you know, and he's insulted by that, but he does, he does step it up with his other business. So it's kind of like him having a little bit of a journey with like, okay, I need to take my wife mm. seriously. Uh, and mm-hmm. like what she wants. And oh yeah. And their house gets burgled. Because yeah. mm-hmm. to increase the stakes, I guess. It feels Basically, kind of out yeah. of nowhere because it has like nothing to do with like anyone else in the movie. It's just like, yeah. oh, oh shit, we live in this this neighborhood where our house got burgled. I wanna leave. Um you need the to yes, get it's a little random. There's no vista, no views, and no vistas of views. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty yes. good. Yeah. So Sydney is just like, yeah, you know, I I have this human weakness and I'm God, I love his God, Wesley Snipes is just, like, the best at, like, just gloating and stuff. And it's just like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. And so he, like, takes him to, like, this other court. And this guy who is a security guard at, like, this TV studio where they film Jeopardy is like, okay, yeah, if you can make a hook shot from, like, past the half court line, I will get your girlfriend on Jeopardy. Like, it's unclear, like... (laughs) Okay, so he got her inside this studio and then she just sneaks in or whatever. Like and then it, it's very it's really weird because it's like not clear she doesn't seem to know that he did that because she's like, Oh, you thought Jeopardy was never gonna call. And it's like wait, but how Yeah, there's a real how happened? <laughs> and um Alex Alex Trebek is here and I was so sad Aww, to see him. I know. And he's like it, his huge glasses and his mustache. Oh my god. It's ninety. It's early nineties. You yeah, know, it's ninety-two. Vital. God, and our teacher, actually, real one. Yeah, and I honestly like Jeopardy's not a thing in Brazil. A little side sidetrack right. here, but um, I recently started watching it, like right months before Alex died. So I'm like, imagine growing up with him. I would. I be did. Him. Yeah, I watched Jeopardy like every night when I was a kid with my parents. I would like sing yeah. the song when I was like really young. <gasps> um, <laughs> And like even Apparently. up until fairly recently, I watched it like with my mom whenever I went home. Yeah. Aww. No, so apparently uh, there is a little bit of him too in the movie because Gloria actually messed up the Mount Vesuvius line in real life. Oh yeah, like, oh, Rosie. She did. Yeah. Oh really? And then, Mount, Mount yeah. Vesuvius. And then Alex, uh, uh, he was the one who rolled along with it, according to. Oh, cool. And oh, that's like, we're gonna have to good. check. We gonna check on that? They're like, yeah, close enough. Go to the judges, which they never do. They're so mean on that show. Like, typically they are pretty mean. They were like pretty mean. It's like she knows what you're. It's fine. She's close enough. It should work. But yeah, right, right. 
Um, but so she this like, hard cut. I just have to like quickly yeah. note. I thought this was going to be a dream sequence. I was terrified. Really? Just like how ridiculous it is because it goes from the shot to like a smash cut of her coming out on Jeopardy. And I was just like, oh my God. And like the way it's framed and then the way like she's like winning by so much and she's like kicking ass. I was like, no, please don't be a dream sequence. Because this movie is pretty corny, right? And I was worried that the movie was going to do this to me. And also it's taken several left turns at this point that I was like, please, (laughs) please be real. It is real. It just like, I had that fear. I had that fear in me, I will just say. Um, I love the setup though. like, and of, there like it is. <laughs> I love the setup of like a like a university professor and like the other guy is like a literal rocket scientist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like so upset that she is doing well. It's I was like, can you believe good. this? Because like she gets, of course, gets all the categories that she was studying for, like natural disasters, foods that start with Q, quince, quiche. That's why I thought it was a joke too, that it was like exactly the thing she studied. It is um, it is a little bit dream, like rather. it does, <laughs> yeah, challenge believability a little bit, but like, you know, she wins and then is gonna become like the next Ken Jennings, except like, you know, not um terrible. <laughs> And uh good Ken Jennings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they so they get back together. Um like which again, at this point I was like, all right, so the movie's over, right? And it's like there's half an hour left in the movie. I'm like, excuse me? Like, what? So basically Sydney is like, Billy, I need your help now because the burglars got our money, like the the money we won from the tournament. So like, you know, the the king and the duck are back. Um, Lily Price and Freeman Williams, and uh, we got to we got to hustle them so we can make so I can make some money back and I can move my family to a nicer neighborhood. And um, Billy is like, because Gloria gives him like two grand to buy clothes to get a job, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it. All right, sure." And uh, he he basically goes uh, bros before hoes on this one, where yep. he's just like, "I yep. owe Sydney." And uh, like she, he's the one who got her on Jeopardy. So he goes with Sydney. She leaves, and oh, uh, it, it breaks my heart. But it's it's right for her. Yeah, you know I hate to see her leave, but I love to watch her go. Um, <laughs> on rollerblades, on rollerblades with a Walkman with those like the yep. metal wire headphones with the puffy yes. bits. Oh my god! Just, and the little shorts, uh, the whole outfit. choice, oh my god. choice look. Um. So, of course, they win the game when Billy dunks it, when Sydney Alley oops to Billy and he just crushes it. He just puts that ball in its home. You and know? he, like, has the happiest face of his life. It's so beautiful. Yep. When yeah. he's up in the air, right? Like, it's just... Think <sighs> of that face. Oh. I but- honestly loved that. Gloria freaking left. Yeah, I just, it's very I surprising. I didn't remember it. I had watched the movie like kind of recently, and in my mind, they ended up together. I think because the movie felt like it ended five times, so maybe I picked one of the endings and just went with it. And like in my mind, they ended up together, and I was like watching the whole movie angry. Like, how did she forgive him so many times? And right. The final <laughs> one, I was just like, no, no, she can't possibly let this one go. He's betting the money you gave him, and and that's the whole scene. She says, "I trust you." It's like he 
completely destroyed her trust. And I'm like, oh, there's no way. And then she just leaves for good. And I'm like, I'm vindicated in this movie. I don't care about anything else that happens. At least Gloria leaves and gets the happy ending that she deserves. Because she's the only one here who deserves the happy ending. Well, maybe Rhonda. <laughs> and well, the Wesley Snipes character has has his moments, even though he freaking hustled. He only, Billy. He only hustled him back. He only hustled yeah, him back. Tr- he, didn't, he didn't hustle first. He didn't fire the first shot. Woody, Billy Hoyle shot first. Uh, but they you weren't know? partners when Billy hustled him. I don't know. I, I'm yeah, with Gloria. No, I think I, it's not artistic. Yeah. He, bro- he broke the broke. It's not artistic. That it's not fucking artistic, line is right. so good. Like, it's just like, you don't hustle your partner. And Rhonda's like, why not? Gloria's like, it's not artistic. Her <laughs> like, vocabulary so, in this movie yeah, is just incredible. Amazing. She gets so many. Yeah, she does get a lot of great lines. Yeah, I'm I'm rethinking my stance on her character. She is really fun. And like this movie is kind of actually about her. Um, because the fact that she leaves is like really surprising to me. Like, you know, it's a movie. It's a Hollywood movie. You think that the guy's going to get the girl and he's going to solve his problems and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like he has not. Like he has grown a little bit since the since the beginning of the f- film, but like he isn't like you know good now. He's like on on the way to like being a mature human being. Yeah, um, and he yeah. and he's still broke, right? Because <laughs> that's the thing. The movie ends. It's not. Well, like he's gonna he- get a job because his new best friend Sydney is gonna take care of him and be he's gonna get reference. him a roofing job. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, like, we we get the, the you know, finale to that, the weird subplot about, like, this, the Stucci brothers who are chasing him. Oh, my him. God, Because yes. earlier in the movie, they've been, like, they like, strip him and, like, take him out. And they're, like, if you don't give us our money, this is what's going to happen to you. And they show him, like, a tasteful, like, photo album of, like, all of their victims <laughs> who didn't pay. And then when he, when they show up again, and, you know, he has the money from winning the game with uh with duck and the king it just cuts to like him laying dead on the ground and i'm like wow did yep. not think that was the tone this movie was going for like they did have me in the first half i'm not gonna lie um but then it turns out that their whole thing is that they just ask the people that owe the money to pose as if they had killed them uh so that they can show this album to other people that they want to intimidate which is like very funny <laughs> so so good and another like hilarious little little trick where you know you see him lying on the ground it's there's like fake blood coming from mm-hmm. his mouth and then he's just like is that good for you guys like yeah. it's just this fucking moment again like these tiny little choices in like the physical comedy of it are just so uh, good i i okay i feel like i've talked myself and like by listening to to you two i've talked myself into liking this movie yeah um, <laughs> because when i watched it last night it just felt like so disjointed and just like there were so many plots and things that didn't pan out. And like, it just sort of went on and on and on. And now I'm just like, that's fine. (laughs) I'm okay okay with that. I'm okay with that because it's fun. And like, it ends with um, Sid and Billy. Uh, They become, they become best pals and uh, they, they start arguing about basketball again, but now they're friends. It's really like, I can. I feel like the the true arc of this is in the ashes of one toxic relationship. You know, you could go, you know, it was like a midsummer situation kind of mm. thing. You know, we've got the ashes of one relationship, but instead of a midsummer situation, and they go instead to, of a burning bear, we now have a 
a beautiful brotherhood. And Gloria joins a white supremacist cult. <laughs> which Gloria. would be weird because Gloria's going to do a little TV. You know, she's going to be very she's successful got a whole plan. Jeopardy. She's got a she's whole plan. Yeah, good TV. for her. Yeah. You know, I think in two years I can be in the big screen. Like she's really ambitious, and and it's a long play, right? Because people are thinking this is insane that she spends her entire day studying for Jeopardy, and then uh, who was who was the stupid one? Exactly. She knew, right, she got she it. She was great at Jeopardy and she knew foods that start with a Q, which isn't easy because the minute she said that, I was wrecking my brain trying to think, and I could only come up with three. So good on Glory. Oh wait, what three were they? Quail eggs, quiche. And quinoa. Hmm. Oh, good call. Oh, quinoa. Yeah, wow. Um, So (laughs) they announced in 2017 that Kenya Barris was developing a remake of this movie. Oh, wow. uh, With uh, Blake Griffin and Ryan Khalil producing. And uh, that's very funny, first of all. And um, (laughs) second, like, I feel like the move with this movie isn't a remake. I feel like the move is a sequel. Yeah, for right? real. I feel like the move is like a sequel like X years later where, you know, they're both they're both just like, you know, dads or domestic guys or whatever. And they have to train their b-ball skills to get one last game and just like beat these younger guys who think they're so cool and save the rec center, you know? They are the king and duck in yeah, this situation. That like that's be, that's oh, the yeah. cycle of life. I want to you know? see them. I want to see them like, you know, like 20 years later. Um, or like 30 years. Oh my God. 30 yeah, years later. 30 oh years later oh almost. Just like, years later. Just like, all right. Like, I'm, oh, all right. One last game. One last game. <laughs> and like this, the kids will make fun of them. Mm-hmm. Cause like Wesley Snipes has a kid here who would be almost 30. <laughs> like if it's, if it's actually, you know, almost 30 years later and like, oh, maybe, maybe Woody Harrelson, you know, has a kid at this point. Maybe not. It doesn't matter. But like. The kids like making fun of them and like, you know, they can dunk on the old man or something like that. You can go so many beautiful directions. He would oh, for rival sure coaches, have an Paul is saying. Like oh, this looks like an does. estranged child because of his habits kind of thing. Oh, maybe. Maybe Gloria was pregnant when she walked away from him. Oh, she's throwing it out away. there. I'm making it sad again, aren't I? I'll I'll I'll, I'll keep it in. But check. there's redemption there. There's redemption in that <laughs> art. Also, she made her choice and like she, you know felt good about it. You know, it was sad, but she felt good about it. You knew she had a plan for life. You knew she was going to be okay. So even if she does, you know, um, you know, have to like make it all work for herself. I, f- I believe she will. Cause that's a character who knows how to make things work. Yeah. Maybe should be the Jeopardy host in my alternate oh, universe. Oh my God. Yes. She's it's her. I'm going to choose to believe that. I'm going to replace reality with my own reality. And she'll be kind if somebody makes, like, a tiny slip of the tongue and, like, gets, you know, gets most of the word right, but clearly, you know. She'll be like, no, that's good enough. We don't need the judges on that. That's good enough. You're right. Suvius. It's close enough. You're good. Her and her hoochie dress. God, I, I don't know. I feel like this become <gasps> a, my... I, I really did become... Because I'm, like, with Marin that I had... The first time I watched it, I think I liked it more because... I wasn't yesterday, like it did feel disjointed. And the whole thing with movies mm. that feel like they're about to end and never do, it creates, I don't know, in me, creates a little bit of anxiety. Like, yeah. no matter where you go with it, if it just feels like you're just putting stuff there that didn't need to be there, I don't know, my brain kind of just becomes uneasy for the rest of the movie. Mm. Yep. So I felt that too. 
But I was reading again, t- the, I, this is from something I read in the Irish Times. I can't really confirm the quote, but it was uh, Sheldon explaining that the way, the reason why the movie's pacing and rhythm is so strange is because like he wanted everything to be like basketball rhythms. Um, huh. The exact quote, which are f- frenetic, kinetic, reverse direction a lot, and are not classically dramatic three act rhythm. Interesting. Um, and reading that, I was like, oh, well, that makes, well, first of all, I don't understand a thing about baseball, uh, basketball. So maybe I just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if what he's saying is true, but like revisiting it in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's, it's kind of cool that it was actually this weird and it went all of these different places. I feel like a lot of us didn't really imagine things go in the direction that they did throughout the movie. And while the viewing experience felt strange revisiting it today i was kind of like oh that's actually kind of cool so i don't know yeah i respect that that they deliberately wanted it to have basketball pacing like i love basketball you used to be able to make movies like this yeah yeah you used to be able to make movies like this in the 90s that were just like just didn't adhere to this like three-act structure just like didn't you know follow people's expectations. I feel like you can't really make movies like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to be like that person who's like, you couldn't make this today, <laughs> but not because of like cancel culture or whatever, just because of like the demands of like Hollywood production and like the expectation that everything be like an insane blockbuster that mm-hmm. appeals to literally everyone and gets people in and out. And this movie did well. Like it, it had a budget of 31 million and made 90 million at the box office. So like, People liked it. Um, I feel like this movie would not do super well today. It might be like a ESPN original film or like a, <laughs> like a weird Netflix it would be, project or something. Yeah, I feel like it would be, have to be like a mini series. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you're right. It probably would not be like a Hollywood production um, for sure. Uh, well, I know that means a lot of things, but... You know what I mean? Colloquially, like a Hollywood production. Yeah, I, um, like, to be clear, I, I enjoyed it, but I had that same frustration, Fernanda. I have that same anxiety of, like, when I think something's going to end and it doesn't, I'm like, oh, no, 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 Fuck. Like, it's going to do something <laughs> bad. Like, I don't know why. I just get this panic of, like, oh, no, something's going to go horribly wrong. It's not but, following your expectations. Yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable as a movie watcher, which you know, is interesting, I think. It challenged me. Like a, a game of pickup. Yeah. This it movie, challenged me. Yeah. You know? This movie is like structurally interesting, I think. And like that is pretty cool for a sports movie, which typically have like a pretty straightforward mm-hmm. setup yeah. and arc. Yeah. That's yeah. Really and it's point. very chaotic too, right? Like you're talking about the championship uh, scene with the sponsors and the um, when Woody wouldn't stop Billy, sorry, wouldn't stop teasing the competition and stuff. That scene made me so nervous throughout yeah. because of the way it was shot and everybody was on top of each other and he was calling people names. And then you have the game and the game itself is so physical, right? It's so, uh, they're like following yeah. each other left and right. And then you have the two girls holding the, the things and the girls are pushing people. It's just such a, a completely chaotic. I don't even know how that was shot because it was just such a strange um, rhythm to it all. But at the same time, after I was done, I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like it wasn't the class. It because it was a classic moment of we went to this championship and it was hard, but we won. Yeah, but that's where most movies would end, right? Yep. 
the mov- most movies would end at the championship and there's like an hour left after the championship <laughs> or after after the tournament ah. and, and how long is it even it's like two hour hours 49 something like that yeah it's it's close to two hours it feels longer it does. it does. I think because of the emotional like weight of having all these twists and turns, it feels like longer because so much stuff happens almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I did. I did enjoy. It. I also just enjoyed the energy of it. Like I loved watching the basketball here. It read like basketball, um, which not every sports movie actually nails. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't watch like. This is, here's the hilarious thing. I don't watch a lot of um, men's basketball. I watch mostly WNBA and that's not street basketball, which is a totally different game. But like, I still love that game and I love the movement of the game and the flow of the game. And this captured it in such a fun way, such an energetic way. And oh, thank you so much, producer Paul. To ensure that the basketball scenes didn't look completely choreographed, once the scripted plays were shot, Shelton kept the cameras rolling, told everyone to play to win, leading to some fierce taped battles. And I'm sure that footage meant like actual good shit, you know, like really usable, awesome stuff that that read super well on screen. So yeah, that's, that's fucking awesome. I have one last activity for us, um, or one last question. I do want everybody to pick an outfit that's their favorite outfit uh, from the movie. I, I have mm. my choice. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just go first. I'll give you all time to think. It looks like Fernanda also did have one here. So um, uh, my favorite outfit is there's an old older man, like a visibly older man. He's like uh, a gray haired dude. With lime green, like a striped halter t-shirt, like lime green with stripes and like hot purple shorts from the very beginning. I I love it. I just, it's so 90s. It's so neon. You've got cutoffs. You've got halter. You've got little short shorts. You've got all kinds of colors going on. And like that man is 50 years old, maybe older. Like fucking, what a king. Honestly, great outfit. <laughs> Fernanda, how about you? <laughs> Now this is going to look like I'm cheating, but for our listeners, I had picked this before we started recording. I actually picked two of Gloria's outfits. I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with Gloria. Also, I just finished watching the Selena series on Netflix. So I'm going through like a 90s moment. So I feel like we should all, I will not be taking any more questions at this time about that. But the rollerblading outfit, I just think it's amazing. And because it's... And I was, again, I was reading something like talking about how you wanted to make things that look everyday wearable, but that could also be costumes, right? Mm. Like these outfits that don't look like they're forced, but they are iconic. And that's the true mark of a great, like, um, like great costume design or whatever. I don't know the technical terms, but uh, yeah, glorious uh, blading outfit to me with the little shorts and the headphones, everything's just head to toe and the curly hair, just beautiful, amazing. But with a shout out to the hoochie dress that you wore for Jeopardy. <laughs> it was also very 90s uh, and appeals to my millennial sensitivities. I love it. Those are great choices. Um, Merit, do you do you have a pick? Yeah, I gotta go with Wesley's effort in like the first scene of the movie where he's oh. rocking he's rocking layered, uh, mm-hmm. shredded tanks that are like pretty <laughs> clearly t shirts that have been chopped up. Um, he's got a chain. He's got the time Ledefi cycling hat. Like oh. the cycling caps uh, in this movie, very good, very cool. Like incredible. And 
what's uh what's wild about the style of this movie is that it's basically a lot of it has come back around at this point. Yep. <laughs> um like in streetwear and um like uh Nike like reissued the Hyperflights um uh in like 2014 or something and uh like the shoes with like the I'm in the fucking zone like parental advisory label on them. <laughs> um, yeah. And then LeBron's uh one of Le- LeBron's shoots uh they were like inspired by Woody Harrelson's. So like it's like kind of cool. Like this this movie is like it would have looked really dated like 10 years ago and now it's just like oh yeah, okay. People looks could, amazing again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Paul is picking, I believe this is uh Paul's pick is the incredible like tracksuit and cycling cap uh from the very end that uh Wesley Snipes is wearing just just also gorgeous. good. Also good. Oh, it's just gorgeous. Just just gorgeous. Oh, Woody's um Billy's little colorful shorts. Oh my god, I love drawings. those shorts. I would wear those shorts. I would wear those shorts. I actually put like white men can jump outfits on Google images and just so many costumes. Oh and yeah. All of them are literally amazing. So I'm just like thinking about this for my future. People, people have been dressing as these characters for like the last 30 years as costumes. Like, <laughs> yep. In the nineties, people were just unironically like dressing like this. And then I think yeah. in the last 30 years, it's become like a popular, like caught, like, you know, pair mm-hmm. costume. Yeah. Um, and now it's, we're just back to the point where like a lot of the stuff I feel like has come around. It's actually cool again. I I I do love the style. Oh my god, we're just looking at some beautiful pictures of these outfits. They are fantastic. They are iconic. They are beautiful. And you know this movie? Let's call it iconic and beautiful as well. Iconic and beautiful. Uh, are there any other notes that we should hit before we say goodbye to White Man Can't Jump? Final no, thoughts. That's all right, let's wrap, let's wrap, let's wrap. Thank you all so much for being here. Uh, we are, of course, doing Wesley Snipes Month. So next week, we're going to be watching New Jack City. So you can watch along with us. You can leave questions or comments, of course, in our Discord, uh, which you can get to at fanbyte.casa. But again, watching New Jack City, you can join us at fanbyte.casa to watch along. That's what we have for this week. We do hope you enjoyed your cinematic basketball journey with us. Please do take a moment, if you can, and rate and review our podcast or tell a friend. You can listen to all of our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram and TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course, on fanbyte.com. And you can, of course, also watch our streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. This weekend, we're going to be having a really awesome special stream. Uh, We're going to have the details up on the website, so you can check that out everywhere. And we're also going to be putting that up on our Twitter. But just know we are going to be having a special stream uh, for Free Palestine this weekend. So please go ahead and go to twitch.tv slash fanbyte and check that out. Thank you, of course, to our Paul, excuse me, our Paul, sorry, our producer, Paul, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Tamayo, thank you so much, Paul, uh, for producing this show and giving us these excellent images and excellent quotes as we're talking about stuff. It helps me and it makes me happy and we appreciate your work. Uh, So, Fernando, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Nanda Prates, that's P-R-A-T-E-S underscore, and you can listen to me talk about other things, uh, more specifically the beautiful, deranged sport of MMA uh, in one of our very own podcasts called Best Camp of My Life. 
if uh, yeah, if it interests you to hear me talk about semi-naked people hitting each other in cages, it's a mood. I love it. Hell yeah! Hey, I like that sport. It's pretty good. <laughs> Merit, what about you? Where can we find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Merit K. So I'm also on Twitter at Danielle Ri. And until next time, you love to see it. <laughs>